Welcome to this new edition of Dognostics Podcast, where two ladies and a couple of dogs all hang out and geek out regarding dogs, dog behavior, pet care, and anything else pet professional. Dognostics is a career center and it's a complete pet professional resource, offering you a selection of dog training and behavior certificates, diplomas, individual certification courses, and lots of other tools and resources to help support your professional development. Why choose Dognostics? Well, we are certified people, trainers, and teachers. We are all highly experienced pet business owners and pet professionals with a wide array of experience and credentials. And third, we are so passionate about the future of our industry and the development of those who practice within it. And lastly, we all love what we do, helping others to achieve their individual goals. always been a little perplexed by the titles that we in the pet professional industry assign to ourselves, given what most of us actually do. So some of those titles are things like dog behavior consultant, dog trainer, dog behavior technician, the list goes on and on. If one were to look up these words, words such as consultant or trainer, then we'd probably be surprised by what comes back at us. When I look up consultant in the Theosaurus, I get things like advisor, mentor, counselor, expert, professional, authority, and guide. Now let's look at trainer and see what happens. I get words like coach, teacher, guide. I now wonder how some of these terms are defined according to the Wikipedia. And this is what I found. Trainer. A person who trains animals for obedience, tricks, and work. Consultant. A professional who provides professional or expert advice. Coach. One who supports a learner in achieving a specific personal or professional goal. What are we actually missing here? Here's a clue. There's a distinct lack of reference to the individual, i.e. the human being in any of these definitions. I find this a little tad dismaying because I propose that much, if not all, of the work of a pet professional, a training professional, is actually teaching, training, and coaching people rather than dogs or other pets. Our clients, the four-legged ones, live with the two-legged ones. They're supervised by people, cared for by people, and trained by people. In fact, all of these activities take place with and under the management of the human family and not the pet trainer. Of course, there's always exceptions. For example, some professionals do offer services like board and train programs, day training and latchkey training. This is where training of all these actual skills is conducted by the professional. However, even in these situations, once the training program's complete, the dog goes back to his home and family. So in the absence of a transfer of knowledge and or mechanical skills from the professional to the pet owner, any financial investment or time spent is actually pretty much redundant, given that the program will ultimately lack longevity. There is so much chatter within the pet industry about transparency, competency and accountability. The pet professional
Professional Accreditation Board is an organization that operates an independent accreditation program for professionals and strives for this trio of nouns, accountability, competency, and transparency. So are we really competent? What is our definition of skilled help? The academic knowledge and skill competence, competences required to train animals are pretty well documented through many of the credentialing bodies or reputable colleges, academies, institutes that are already established within our industry. You only have to inspect the educational curricula on offer to note that many of the same topics and skills span across all of these different organizations. Paul Chance in 2008 states that teaching means doing things that improve the rate, durability and transfer of learning. And I'll address this concept in a later, in a later discussion. I do not believe this truly encompasses all the skills, knowledge and talent that we need to harness when teaching people. Given the lack of focus on people teaching skills generally in the education of pet industry professionals, I wonder whether this deficiency renders us inept to deliver on our professional services, or whether it's an insignificant issue. In the fields of dog training and behaviour, the necessary skills normally refer to the professional skills in interviewing, behaviour analysis and mechanics as well as the individual's ability to use the relevant behavior modification protocols and procedures to meet the client's goals. It is imperative, however, for us to understand that competence is the measure of actual professional performance and not the level and amount of education one has received. High levels of education do not guarantee competency. And conversely, a professional lacking a high level of education does not correlate to a lack of competency. There are plenty of examples of well-schooled individuals who fall short of competency when considering the above definition. There are also many mechanically competent skilled trainers who cannot articulate why what they are doing is ineffective or inefficient due to their lack of theoretical knowledge. In the fields of animal training and behavior, it's widely accepted that it's unlikely, if not impossible, to be fully competent across all the varied industry services. As a result, some professionals elect to be very strategic when defining their scope and elect to narrow their focus to areas where they both enjoy what they're doing and feel fully competent. From a marketing perspective, Selecting limited services and marketing oneself as an expert across these services can be very strategically savvy. What is critical is that as professionals we recognize and acknowledge our own competent skill set and then work within its confines. As a passionate agent for change within the pet industry, I'm always looking for ways in which we can become more effective, more competent and more engaging. Having spent over 20 years as a leader in the service industry and over 10 or 12 years prior to that teaching people how to train others in new skills and knowledge transfer, 
am absolutely convinced without doubt that this is an area of our supposed expertise as pet professionals that is blatantly overlooked in our roles as service providers. We need to be better people trainers, better coaches and better consultants. I believe this lack of competent people training skills is responsible for many of the issues currently plaguing our industry and our businesses. All things being equal, if one has all the necessary attending expertise and behavioral analytical skills within the scope of pet dog training, yet one is still experiencing some of the issues outlined below, then it's my hypothesis that this is directly related to the individual's ability to train, coach, and mentor people. So if you can relate to a difficulty in converting prospects to customers, or private training clients who start out gung-ho and then fall off the program, or a substantial group class attrition, or you have frustrated clients who appear to just not get it, or clients that have a lack of knowledge retention, then this may be because your people training skills need some polishing. So one of my next questions is, are we trainers or teachers? And if we work on the premise that many of our pet business operational or service woes are as a direct result of a deficiency in our hands-on people training skills, then perhaps we should establish whether we are in fact trainers, teachers or neither. In 15 years of operating within this industry, I have only ever heard two people stipulate quite emphatically that they're people trainers as opposed to animal trainers. I'm still rather amused by a t-shirt I purchased back in 2001 that said on the front, you're the dog trainer, I am the obedience instructor. To be more accurate, perhaps it should have read, I am the people instructor. I personally, and I doubt you have, have ever picked up the phone to a border collie inquiring about my services. I've never had the pleasure of handing homework assignments over to a tenacious Jack Russell, nor have I ever been able to facilitate an Australian shepherd writing a cheque or mastering my credit card machine. Even the transfer of knowledge and augmented product services are delivered to our two-legged individuals who stand upright rather than their furry charges. Upon examination of the literature incorporating the topic of teaching versus training, it becomes apparent that teaching is theoretically oriented, whereas training has more of a practical application. Teaching facilitates new learning, while training helps the knowledge learn, sorry, the knowledgeable learn the tools and techniques to apply that knowledge. Teaching penetrates minds while training shapes habits and skills. Teachers provide information and knowledge while trainers facilitate learning. Or as Clay Trumbell stated in 1890, it has been said that the essence of teaching is causing another to know. It may similarly be said that the essence of training is causing another to do. You may agree that there's probably a difference between being a trainer and a teacher, but can you articulate the difference? 
Let's look at some dif dictionary definitions from Merriam-Webster. To teach, to cause, to know something, to guide the studies, to impart the knowledge, to instruct. To train, to form by instruction, to make prepared for a skill. So, the general review of literature concludes that training focuses on skills and narrows the focus probably over shorter periods of time. Typically, we also associate training with repetitive learning. Our goals are associated with teaching and training are different. I'm not suggesting that these roles are mutually exclusive. We must balance our roles between teaching and transferring knowledge and training and getting the job done. We must help and support our clients so they can help and support and facilitate their pet's learning. Training is very much an interactive activity that helps us to perform skills. It requires learning by doing and experiential practical activities. So let's conclude. Training is a subset of teaching, if you will. It helps reveal the hidden talents of people who begin a training journey. Whether we train, teach or both, what we are ultimately impacting, according to Buckingham and Kaufman, is the, a differentiation between skills, knowledge and talent. The assumption is that if we are effective trainers and skilled teachers, then our students will in turn be in a position to enhance their knowledge, improve their skills, which ultimately means they'll be better at participating in your lessons as a student and teaching their dogs. So if we're to be effective as dog trainers and dog behavior consultants, we need to acquire the necessary people training and teaching skills. Then we must first determine which learning theory model and process is most relevant to our application. And I believe it's the experiential learning model. Again, we'll cover this in later modules. So for now, think about examples where you transfer knowledge and examples where you get involved in skill training. So when you're talking to a client about safety and tools and equipment, and enrichment and canine communication. That's an example of knowledge transfer. When you're actually showing and instructing somebody how to law or where to click or where to feed reinforcement, that's an example of skill training. And it's always good to recognize the difference because how you transfer that knowledge or instruct those skills is going to be different. Whatever you do, be passionate, enjoy that transfer of knowledge and make it fun and make sure that we do what we preach, that we break down lessons into small criteria and that we shape our human students and give them lots and lots of positive reinforcement. That way, learning is fun for everybody. And remember what I said on Facebook this week, for those of you who know me, you know I love to run. And I've been running for over 30 years on and off. But yesterday I actually signed up for running clinic. 
why you may ask well i know i have good endurance i have an amazing amount of motivation and determination and yes i have running skills but like any skills they can be improved tweaked become more clinical and more precise and running is a physical skill and like all skills we need to tune them up if we want to improve, whether that means speed, pace, endurance. So if you're a pet professional, you probably already have skills, you probably have a lot of knowledge, but all of those skills can benefit from a tune-up. So check out Dognostics Education, in particular, the fabulous Dognostics Dog Trainer Certificate Program we've got, which takes you from some of what we would consider basic skills, but really, really important skills, all the way up to some very intricate and cool behaviors. So check out Dognostics, dognostics, dognosticseducation.com.